Hey, is this Rhonda? This is. Rhonda, it's Dave. I'm so glad you, you agreed to do this. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, we'll see if I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. You sound like you have your oh. doubts. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it will be. You know, when someone agrees to do this, I, I take that as a sign of trust, that, that you're trusting me. Like like Missy, I know she was, oh my God, I think she was terrified I was going to make her sound crazy or stupid or something. And, you know, even right yeah, off the... Yeah, make sure to throw me under the bus and make that Welcome to the Epilogue Cabin. I'm your host, Dave Cedillo. Rhonda Bond is on the show today to talk about fender benders, spook houses, and 8-track tapes. Stay with us. What are you okay. doing? Uh, d- nothing. Can Not you- right now. Can- <laughs> Can you hear me okay? I can. So are, are you nervous? Oh, I'm definitely nervous, sure. <laughs> Do not be nervous. You can't be more okay. nervous than I am because I don't even know if we ever talked in high school. I know I didn't talk to you I at the reunion. Did. We did? Huh? What, I'm certain. What did we talk about? Well, I don't know. I don't remember that, <laughs> yeah. but I certainly did. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's just start going down the list. Rhonda, okay. what is your occupation? What do you do for a job? I am an, I'm an MRI technologist. Uh, I'm the MRI supervisor and safety officer at Mercy Hospital in Joplin. MRI, that's the thing where they... Uh, tell, Magnetic, yeah. Magnetic resonance imaging... Okay, is that where they stick the people in the tube? Yep. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And and the people have to be completely still when they do that? That's what we tell you. Yep. We have to try to talk you into holding still. And it's similar to a CAT scan, but CAT scans are real short. MRIs are real long and noisy. How long is a typical MRI? Um, it's anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Oh my Lord. And people have to sit still that long? Yep. Hopefully. <laughs> do, do they ever start talking to you and say, oh, how much longer do I have to be in here? Uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. you, you're connected with them through audio or can they see you as well? No, just just through audio. And, oh man! Yeah, and I am really good at talking people into it. Well, see, there you go. Yep. You're natural at this. <laughs> <laughs> or do you feel I like guess. you're? Do you feel like you're the one in the tube now? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I'm not holding still. <laughs> okay, good. You don't have to hold still. <laughs> okay. Do you have a story about how you got into? the work that you do now I mean was it something that you had pre-planned or did you have a few other ideas about what to do before you went to that or 
What is um was it pre planned? Well, I've always liked um somewhat of the the medical aspect of it, you know, of just being able to take care of people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as far as nursing is concerned, I'm also um, somewhat almost too empathetic in that I would take their sickness home with me uncertain, you know. I feel their pain, and mm-hmm. and it, it might be hard for me to disconnect. So I thought I also like the very technical aspects of MRI and, and uh, the imaging. So for me... It was a good fit because I could um, spend a little bit of time with patients, um, spread a little sunshine in a, a situation which nobody wants to be in that scanner and yeah. <laughs> in, in the time that they have to be in there. And the situation is typically one that um, they're anxious. Yeah. They're, you know, it's not a situation anybody wants to be in and they're concerned, they're nervous and if I can um, be there for someone while they're going through that, help them through it. So you, um, you it, can be empathetic without being yeah. too empathetic. Right. Without having to carry that home with me every night. Not that I still don't from time to time, but... Sure. Oh, I, yeah. I'm... I'm married to one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to say, uh, you got to stop caring so much <laughs> from time to time. And I know it sounds cold hearted, but when, when you love somebody and then you see them putting themselves through the ringer, I mean, I, I suppose people close to you might have said the same thing from time to time. Well, but it makes it, it you know, I. I like to be able to be that for people, mm-hmm. but you have to find a balance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. But it's, so, it, it fit well for me, and it, whenever I went, um, I actually uh, went to college after I was divorced, and I had three kids, so... Um, choose our own paths i mean that's that's cool that you just kept going forward i think I remember driving or riding in the bus past your house. Your parents raised dogs for the longest time, right? Yeah, yeah, and I really didn't have anything to do with them. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know if you had, if you did. That was going to be my next question. Did you? Did no, you have anything in the family I, business there? I I did my best to avoid that ah. as much as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So does that yep. mean? Does that mean you don't have a dog in your house now? I, I do. I have one dog. What kind? And of... he is he's he's a mutt. So yeah, they did purebred and I have mutt. You're a rebel, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> That's awesome. My dog's better than yours. 
so so uh other than rebelling against your parents and getting a mutt in your house what do you do for fun well for fun i uh so here's the thing is that i'm still in the middle of raising kids myself or i have one left at home okay i'm in my um 32nd year of parenting hands-on so wow yeah that's a that's a long time and then i I have four grandkids too so a lot of my free time is is spent with family but i also uh i do a lot of yard work and i like to um work in the yard quite a bit and uh we do some hiking my uh my youngest is 13. Uh-huh. So we, we like to hike. Where do you go hiking? Oh, just around here. I mean, at uh, Wildcat Glades. And we've hiked in Arkansas some, but... Arkansas is the best. Well, I say that. Uh, yeah. That's where Jenny, my wife, and I will go uh, camping when we want to uh-huh. go cheap. There's a, there's a place called Lake Weddington where they have these old cabins that you can actually rent out pretty cheap. And uh, and there's hiking right around the area. They they were seventy bucks a night. They went up to ninety. And I'm just thinking, you know what? You spend that for a a decent motel room. Sometimes a crappy motel room. So if you can get uh-huh. that get a cabin for that, that's got a bathroom and a kitchen and heating and cooling, you're doing pretty good. That's my kind of thing too. Yeah. I'll have to remember that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll send you the details after we're done talking here. I'll just shoot you the message. Please. Although I don't know if you can. I'm, the last time we tried getting in, ever since the the COVID broke out, you know everything's been shut down. But when they open back up, it's definitely the place to go. It's it's about halfway between Fayetteville and Siloam Springs. So ah, okay. it's actually really close. And have you ever been down to Devil's Den? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's it's within driving distance of Devil's Den. That that sounds like my kind of thing. There you yeah, go. Yep. Wow, here we <laughs> had that in common, and I didn't even know. I I am sure we spoke in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna keep for, you're gonna before we're done talking here. You're gonna say, David, we talked about that one thing. We laughed at that guy's wart or something. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't have any memory of it. But, you know, like I've told a few other classmates, there's a lot of things that I've forgotten about. Um, Melissa West asking me if I remember putting her in a trunk of a car. I don't know if you heard that in the, one of the last shows. I have no memory of that. But she swears that Tom and I put her in the trunk so she could get into the drive-in for free. Oh, well. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Did Crawl into a trunk? To get into a drive-in movie for free? I don't think I ever did that. See, yeah. Or maybe you just forgot about it, too. Maybe. (laughs) So. Yeah, that could definitely be it. (laughs) But I also worked at the drive-in. You worked at which which drive-in? The one that was out on um, 32nd Street. Oh, oh, uh, right there behind where Crown Video used to be? Yeah, back behind where Red Lobster and all of those were. Yeah. Back there. Oh yeah. man, I wish I could remember the name. I feel bad. I can't remember the name of that drive-in. I remember going there too. I can't either. <laughs> so there's a pretty good chance I was shoved in a trunk and don't remember that. 
<laughs> well, did you work in the snack bar or were you taking tickets? Oh, I did a little bit of both. Yep. Man, man. That, you know, I would have loved to have worked at a drive. And of course, I say that. It probably had its downsides, I would imagine. Did you? Oh, yeah. What, 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 were some of the, <laughs> what were some of the downsides of working at the drive? And I know this isn't on the list of questions, but. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, that's not fair. No. Um, <laughs> well, you brought it well, up. <laughs> uh, you're right. My bad. Uh, <laughs> working in the snack bar just in itself, you know, cleaning up. Oh. The snack bars never fun, and it was usually just me. Is how it always seemed to be staffed. So. Oh man. Yeah. That just means that you had a good work ethic, and everybody else was a slacker. Well, that may have been it. <laughs> or do you do you now not... that I think of it? <laughs> but um, I feel sorry if I fixed anybody a burger and it wasn't quite done, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I know that's uh, from high school that worked at a drive-in. It was very short-lived. <laughs> gotcha. But I did work there. <laughs> well, we talked about bad memories at the drive-in. What is your best? What's your best high school memory, or do you have a few that you'd like to share? Gosh, you know, and I was. You did, and I appreciate that you gave me some of these questions uh, up front and. Uh, this is where I wish I had taken notes, just like you were saying so much you had forgotten. I'm like, oh, this is pressure, oh. because there's so much I'm certain I've forgotten. Of course, there's always um, getting to cheer at a Bush Stadium, you know, or, or football. Okay. Um, our senior year, that that was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, but there was so many more memories of just time with my friends that um, was just so much more important to me than even that. I mean, time with Missy and even Greg and Missy. Yeah. I remember being with Greg and Missy and he had his radio cranked up loud um, to Sharp Dress Man. <laughs> that song was on and he had it cranked up loud. And we hit the car, or the car, oh yeah, the guy behind us hit us. So Missy and I are even looking around thinking, Greg, we just got hit. I mean, it was just a little fender bump. Yeah. But Greg never even noticed. He was still jamming to the sharp-dressed man. <laughs> so we're just looking around at each other thinking, did we just get hit? I'm sure we just got hit. You know, Greg doesn't care. We're just moving on. He's we're just, just driving up. on down the road. <laughs> He's just rocking out to so ZZ Top. Even, <laughs> yep. Never even stopped. Just kept on driving. Oh, so... Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Wow. We just kept on that's a great story. I love that. But there's, you know, just times like that that I keep, you know, will come back to mind, you know, especially if I hear that song. And then, um, like, Kurt Platner and I went to a spook house, and when the chainsaw guy came out, Kirk grabs my hand, and we are running out of the spook house, and there's stairs to get out of it. I don't know that I hit maybe one of them, but we're still running, 
And I and I'm dying laughing the whole time, but he's dragging me and he's running so fast. Oh, he's dragging me, and we didn't stop till we get to the car, and I can't catch my breath. I can't even walk hardly because he's dragged me all the way out. Oh, and he's laughing, I'm laughing, and then we just, that was, just stuff like that. It just, you know, those fun memories and I great times with, yeah. with friends. Yeah. I love hearing stuff like that, man, because, yeah, I mean... To some degree, we all experience stuff like that, just with different people and in different places. But that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I actually worked in a spook house uh, <laughs> when when we were in high school. My church had one, and yeah, uh-huh. I remember I remember trying to scare some people that bad. But I was never the guy with the chainsaw. I was just hanging from oh, the rafters. Well, wasn't you? No, it wasn't wasn't <laughs> me. No. Were you, were you out in uh, Joplin or Neosho, or do you remember where it was? It was in Joplin. I, I remember it was in Joplin, and it was somewhere near um, Missouri Southern. If you could send yourself a message back in time about the future, what would it be? Do you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I do. I um, This was a hard one for me, too, because, you know, I... I think first I would um, tell my younger self um, to prepare (laughs) for uh, the unexpected and to um, know that you can rely or you have to be true to yourself yeah first and foremost and um know that you know i believe in god and i know that he's always in my life and that i can stand um strong with with his strength in in many situations i've learned that for certain and i think i would remind myself of that uh, or make that point to um my younger self, for sure. Now, were you but, were um, you raised in the church, Rhonda? Um, I was somewhat <laughs> raised in the church. I mean, you, um, you you attended church as a teenager. I did. My okay. um, I'm I was one of those kids that wanted to go to church. My parents dropped me off at church. Oh, so gotcha. to be. Yeah, so I I did go to church, and uh, but I wasn't really raised in a in a family that went to church. So, right. But it was well, no, always yeah. I just asked because when you say you would remind your younger self to have a have a faith or trust in God, I'm thinking you you must have had some kind of you know Christian experience to to say I can. I did. That's that's cool. My um. I did myself. Well, my grandparents were, were very um, strong in their faith, and so I had, um, and then, of course, my best friend, Missy um, Webb Snow, she was also very strong in her faith, and so I, I had that, those influences for sure, um, but I would definitely go back to remind myself that you have to <laughs> stay true to that and and count on that and remember that through your life 
Yeah. Because I, um, I couldn't go back and just say, don't do this, don't do that, because, you know, I've been married twice. I have kids from two different husbands, so I want those same kids, so I, I would have to go through that again. And so I think I would have to, one, tell myself to buggle up, because mm. <laughs> you're... <laughs> You're going to go through some stuff, <laughs> but um, I think I could make some changes to how all that occurred, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what would you say uh, on that next question, what things about you have changed since high school? What has changed? Yeah, what's different now? Other than the obvious. Yes. <laughs> what was um I don't know. Gosh, that's the hard one. Yeah. Yeah. There aren't um, things. There aren't things that you go, man. Teenage Rhonda wouldn't have done this today. Because I find myself saying that I, I I feel like I'm turning into a grumpy old man half the time. Well, see, you know, teenage Rhonda would have laughed at stupid stuff, and from what my kids tell me. I am still teenage Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> I will still laugh at the stupid stuff. What um, what stupid stuff do you still laugh at? This is curious. Oh, whatever teenage Rhonda laughed at, this Rhonda laughs at too. And uh, yeah, so even my thirteen year old will go, "Mother, you are so childish." Well, that's okay. It's just my sense of humor. So. <laughs> Okay, well, that answers the next question about what has stayed the same. <laughs> you still That's laugh it. at this. My sense of humor has not changed a bit. <laughs> Rhonda, did you ever see the spook light? That's also a good question. <laughs> and all I can say is that I saw what people told me was the spook light. <laughs> you sound like you have your doubts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, they said that's the spook light, and I thought. <laughs> and you went, okay, if you say so. <laughs> if, that, if that's the spook light, I saw it, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you and there Jeff, were two spook lights. There, there were two? Uh-huh. And, and someone said. So I was told. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, there was actually... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. You tell me. what Actually, what? I was going to say, I found out later, uh, probably when I was in my 20s, that were, there were two roads to go see the spook light. And the one that I went down, and I know that almost everybody else went down, had that house at the, at the head of the road that had that spook light museum in it. Did you ever go inside yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's the one that... I know we went down as kids. Now, if you were to go, I'm trying to think which direction now, a little bit further south and then go down a parallel road the same direction heading, wait, not south, north. Yeah. <laughs> Closing my eyes, going back in time here. <laughs> Try not to bump into anything. And if you go west, like the same, the way the road went, apparently there was a, a parallel road that went down that way. My mother told me that's where they went down as kids. So there was actually two different roads you could go down to see the spook light. Well, I know that there was there were 
parallel roads in the same, um, almost the same vicinity. I mean, maybe a couple miles apart. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew about that. Yeah. And I was told on both, that's the spook light. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, okay. (laughs) So you never got scared. You never went, "Ah." you you just went, all right. No, I was probably scared. I was scared of whatever that was. I didn't know. I didn't know if it was some person that was about to kill us. I didn't know what it was, but. Okay, well, man, until you told me that, I thought, man, Rhonda's one cool cucumber out there going, okay, whatever. I'm going to light up a cigarette here while I'm waiting for this other spook light to show. Oh, no, I was so scared. I didn't know what it was. I was still ready to get out of there. Let's go, man. If that's it, let's go. I don't know what it is, but let's go. I see what you're pointing at. Now let's go. Oh, man. it's Everyone's got a different... uh, slant on the spook light i just thought since we it's it's part of our childhood or you know adolescence i'd i'd ask that so yeah well, thank you uh-huh. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island with electricity for music for the desert okay so the music you said on the music, um, yeah. you didn't mention 8-track. And I'm like, oh. come on, why did you not mention 8-track? It's not like everybody listening to this podcast doesn't know what an 8-track is. Let's just be real. He doesn't mention 8-track? Wow. <laughs> You're really reaching back. <laughs> now, did you ever own an 8-track? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. I have many eight tracks. Do you still have uh, eight tracks? Nope. nope. Oh, I was going <laughs> to no, say I'd I be don't. really, I don't know, impressed or depressed if you still had eight tracks. <laughs> I think if I ran across somebody who had eight tracks, that I would be impressed. Well, you know, I think just, I would. if you put those, I remember. Okay, my grandmother, my mom's mom, had a Buick Electra with an eight-track player in it, and we would be listening to. Elvis or Merle Haggard or the Platters and inevitably you'd be enjoying a song and then it would you know switch over to the next program and then you go man it's a dumb A track <laughs> my Mustang in high school had A track and I got my what you get you could get 13 A tracks for a penny or something through oh. that mail thing that oh yeah <laughs> You did that? And I did that. I did that, yeah. I did. I know I had sticks and Lionel Richie. That sounds about right. I don't know what else I had. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't take sticks and Lionel Richie to your desert island? I don't think so, no. I would take a cassette. You would take a cassette? You can't find a good 8-track anymore. But I would take a cassette, although I would... I would want to take a, a mix of my of a bunch of different music. Is that fair? Can yeah. we not, can we do that? Yeah, yeah. That's... But I'd also, <laughs> I'd also want to take a, a cassette of just um, conversations with my grandkids. Oh, I bet those. Have you recorded any of those for real? It, yeah, on my phone, just stuff like that, yeah. 
So um, can you name a couple of artists on your mixtape or a couple songs maybe? I'm just curious what, what now Rhonda is into. Not Teenage Rhonda was into Sticks and Lionel Richie. Now Rhonda's going, <laughs> I don't know if I could do that as much. So I'd have to have a mix. Well, let's see. I'm on a desert island. Do I need to clean? Because whenever I clean, I like some Alanis Morissette. Oh, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> some jagged little pill, you know, stuff so that um, I can get in there and get it done. But then when it's time to relax, I would want somebody, something like some Warren Daigle, you know. I, I like a pretty eclectic. What's What was that second one? Who, who's the second one? Warren Daigle. She's a contemporary oh. Christian. Okay. Yeah. Alanis Morissette and Warren Daigle. Way <laughs> different on the spectrum there. <laughs> You know, I mean, it was so cool to go to the reunion, even though I didn't, I didn't talk to you at the reunion, um, because I just honestly, Rhonda, I started this because I thought on, on the way back home, driving back home, I thought, man, I want to do something to keep us all in touch with each other more or less. And so that's, that's really why I'm doing it. You know, and I love that idea because, and especially with what I do, unfortunately I see that to be so realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've all, we've all gotten older and we've all experienced loss and, oh, yeah. and so it's not like when we were kids, when we knew it was, it was a reality, but we really didn't know. We we just expected it to just go on like this forever, and and right. now, and now we're all older and gone. Oh, sh- yeah. <laughs> you know, more or less. <laughs> yeah. Wake up and well, made it another day. Look at us. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you would like to throw in before we? Draw it to a close? Mm, no. <laughs> Hang in there, everybody. I don't know. I've got no, nothing to pitch. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you had anything that you wanted me to say, and Rhonda's doing this, you know, five nights a week. Everyone, don't forget to tip your waitress. Or, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> She's at the lion's no. den. <laughs> no. No, I got nothing. No. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Rhonda, thank you so much. This was a blast. Well, it was nice. It yeah. Was nice to talk to you. It was good. Yeah. It was good talking to you, and I will remember this conversation. I hope so. It's recorded, and I wish we had recorded something in high school because I promise you we spoke. Okay. I'll take your word okay. for it. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
The epilogue cabin is made possible by a desire to stay connected to old friends. And it's a labor of love inspired by the class of 84. My thanks to Rhonda Bond for sharing her memories and reminding me that we were in the school plays together. That's where we talked. That's where it was. Unauthorized music for the show was lifted from ZZ Top, Alanis Morissette, Lauren Daigle. Original music provided by Burial Gate and the subs. I'm Dave Cedillo. When you get cabin fever, come on back to the epilogue cabin. Thank you.